Just trying to live after that merge situation, but everything's all right. I made jury. Yes, you did. Um, we're, I hope that you're proud of yourself for that. We're very happy that you were here. You seem to get really into it. You were very enthusiastic about your time. I remember you told me after you got voted out that you were really glad to be a part of this. So um, just, you know, take us through anything you want about your experience to start. Like, what, what really stood out to you about this experience? Uh, just the fake people, honestly. There was some fake energies in there, but the game was fun itself. It's just the castmates that really weren't fun to play with. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you end up leaving uh, on more of a negative note, because like I was jumping into there, you seemed to very much enjoy your time here while you were in the game. So I'm sorry that uh, your experience with the castmates uh, soured the experience of it for you. The game itself, super fun, bro. I'll do it all over again. Well, uh, we're glad to hear that. So, again, we'll, we'll get into your elimination. We'll get into the whirlwind of emotions you went through with that. Um, there's definitely a lot to unpack there. Uh, but we'll start from the beginning. So let's start from the very beginning. I think you you definitely started this game out with a bang. You started out by – I got a message from you at about 11 o'clock at night. I'm about ready to go to bed. And you're like, um, did I – did I put the logic puzzle in the right place? And I'm like, well, where'd you put it? And you're, you're like, oh, I, I put it in the challenge strat. And I'm just Perfect. like, dot, 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 no. Um, and I had to go back and clean up the mess. But uh, considering that that's how you started and you made it all the way to the jury, I mean, again, like, quite a growth there. Yeah, dude, that's how you knew I wasn't going to be good at challenges. I was just playing out dumb first day. Zero day, actually. I was just making well, mistakes already. Hey, it happens to all of us. Um, <laughs> so not... go, sorry, go ahead. I don't know how someone can make that dumb mistake, but it happened, you know. I mean, I hope it's something you can laugh about now, right? I mean, you can go back and go, yeah, I was playing Euro Survivor, one of the more intense orgs out there, and I made a great first impression on my castmates by spawning the logic puzzle in public. Yeah, crazy. So, you know, again, you know, you got to take it with us and laugh. Um, and if you want to know, obviously, uh, it's not going to wind up mattering for you because you're not in the final 10, but you actually did not finish last in that challenge despite getting the logic puzzle wrong. Yeah. Courtney didn't even attempt it at all, so you did not finish last. Oh my god, that's great news, I guess. Because when I saw the first uh, results, I was like, here, here it is, I'm going out now. But I guess not, I stay for a little Thankfully bit. for you, I guess, the challenge was not an elimination challenge, right? Oh yeah, it wasn't. 
So despite the fact that, like you mentioned, you were voted out relatively early, you're the first member of the jury, does it excite you to be on the jury and the fact that you will have a big say in who wins this? I mean, don't discount your, your one vote. This jury uh, is a critical one in Euro Survivor history. Every single finale has come down to one vote. So every jury vote's going to matter, most likely. Yeah, I'm very excited to be part of the jury. After um, the lucky round six, you guys said? That just made me feel luckier and appreciate the jury even more. Uh, I guess that's it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, my goal was just to make jury. I knew I wasn't going to win this game, but jury was good enough for me. Even though I'm the first one here. Yeah, you were. You say you didn't didn't think you were going to win the game. Was there any reason for that? There was no way. There was too much um, bigger personalities than me. There was way more crazier people than me in there. And I just knew uh, right after my vote. Before my vote, actually, that I wasn't, like, ready for this. So, you say that, I guess, that's, we'll get into your elimination. We'll talk about any other highlights uh, from the game that we want to get into. But uh, yeah. you seemed you seemed blindsided by your vote out, though. Or did you have a feeling by the end of the day? I did have a feeling, because the night before um, Ethan went to Exile, he gave me some good luck, and he's like, you'll need that. And I just had me thinking all night. <laughs> and then uh, that's why I stayed up for that challenge. Because I knew Ethan was being weird with me. And then uh, next day, Misty said uh, my name was going around. So I kind of knew, but no idol with me, nothing with me. So I tried my best. And, you know, trying your best is all you can do. I mean, you're still relatively new to these games. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. What number is this for you? Is it like the third, the fourth, or is it or even less than game. that? My second game. So House on Haunted Hill, the game you applied with, was your very first game. Yeah, that was my first game, and then this is my second game. So this is your first time casting a jury vote. Well, that's that's still a milestone, yep. and I'm, I'm glad for you that you get to uh, have that experience. Yeah, so obviously, again, you're on the jury. We'll get into that. So let's let's talk about then the emotions you went through the last few days in the game. Obviously, you were you were voted out. You had to deal with that. You you realized you were probably going. So what was it like to see that? multi-suitcase drop out of thin air for you right before I'm going to ask you to bring me your torch. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, honestly. For it to be me during that vote, that was just super crazy, and I felt lucky. So, very much like you're thinking, oh, you know, your game is over, your time in the game is up, but all of a sudden, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, after I saw my second vote, Jonathan Penner, I was like, okay, this is it, I'm done. And that luggage, that baggage came down, and I was so happy, honestly. I was, like, jumping up with joy that day. Well, that is a great, wholesome reaction that we're glad to hear you had. I'm glad to hear that we can give you that joy, even if it was unfortunately short-lived. Yeah, it was short-lived. It would have been better again, if I went I mean, absolutely. Um, but again, you know, it does, it did get you a ticket to the merge, and it got you a jury yeah. vote, so, you know, it still panned out for you. Um, yep. So I guess my next question is, obviously, you, you lost the duel to Natasha. I don't think, I think it's safe to say maybe puzzles at this time are still something you got to improve on. And I totally relate to you. I suck in almost every kind of puzzle. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. So I understand. Um, but I mean, at the same time, like to your credit, like even though you were straggling in the bottom of both rounds, you win in the challenge. I mean, you only got eliminated by DQing. If you had actually gotten the aquarium puzzle right, there's a good chance you would you would have not only won oh, no. that duel same that... line, but maybe even beating Natasha. Her times weren't great. Oh, no, that puzzle was pretty hard, not going to lie. But I was trying. I gave, like, five practices in, 
and I got I figured it out, and I was like, okay, it's time to try it. But I didn't know it was going to be uh, what, was that by six by six? The that package was, was six by six. The actual one was bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the bigger one was really confusing. But I caught up, but I missed one little tile. But yeah, was, you did. It, it was close. It wasn't even worth it because I was an hour in already. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm gonna win this, huh? Yeah, but I mean, you just—I mean, you just never know. I mean, you look at the, even the results of the challenges. You, I noticed you were watching the thread even after you knew that your time in the game was over. You look at the yep. the round with the um, the round with the the three in a row. Three of mm. the six people DNF'd that round. So even if you would have taken you know three hours on that, you could have gotten through just because again, wow. any score is better than a DNF. So you know. It, yeah. I guess the one thing of advice I could give is even though you must have been frustrated, like even if even if it wouldn't have mattered in the end, you're right, you still would have finished last in that. I mean, you truly never know. I mean, look at Sam in the first round. He would have gotten mm -hmm. like sixth or seventh place in that, and who knows how the challenge goes after that. But because he didn't, he did, he DQ'd his, forgot to post his Discord, he was eliminated instead. So, you know, you just never know. It, it always yeah. pays to finish a challenge. Yeah, it always does, honestly. Right. But again, I mean, you're new, so I understand. But um, it sounds like you had a really good time, which, again, especially since you're a newer player, we're we're really, really glad to hear that you enjoyed your experience here, even if it yeah, I love came you. to an end. I love you, Survivor. I'm and glad I'll be to hear watching that. from now on. Well, we do uh, we do love an active viewer and an active alumni. That's that's something we're definitely excited for, and. Um, you know, there's there's no guarantee that this is the last time you'll play. I mean, I plan to keep doing several seasons in this series. I wouldn't, um, as long as you're not a Marcus and you apply as someone who you aren't actually and try to reincarnate without me telling you you can, um, you're more than welcome to try in the future, is what I will say. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. I'll send the um, application in. Normally, uh, I want to be clear, normally I don't allow for reincarnations there have been a couple of reincarnations in the series i try to lean toward new players obviously but every once in a while i do get like one or two reincarnates even oh, okay. courtney this season um courtney wasn't a reincarnate she was Haley in season four uh fortunately mm. once again failed to make the jury but uh you know so i do allow them they're just rare but um definitely keeping yeah, you cool. as a watcher in the future seasons is something that i'm glad to hear that you you want to do yeah i feel like the game will be more entertaining if i was in there still I'm not gonna lie. Well, um, that's a good thing to start about. So Natasha obviously survived over you, um, and she sided with the Burgu people at this vote, as you know. So yeah, I, heard. I, I have a hard time believing that you would have sided with the Burgu people um, if you had stayed in. No, definitely not. Is, was, would they, is it that just because they voted you out? Is it personal, strategic? Uh, what was going through your head with all that when you came back in? I just can't, um, I can't understand the fact that they chose Nick over me when I had, like, a bigger bond with them, but I understand, uh, Misty and Alyssa's vote, but the rest, I really don't understand what their thoughts were. So who do you Dom, have the most bitter feelings toward out of that group? I'll say Dom and Josh, just because we made such a huge impact on each other, but I guess it wasn't the same on both ways. Dom, I would call her my little sister, and we had this siblings relationship. And she gave me no type of warning, no type of clue, nothing. Misty on the other side, we didn't talk at all for a good day, and she told me straight up, she said, um, your name's going around. So that's why I appreciate Misty, because she's so real, and she gives it 100%.
So it's safe to say right now, if Dominique or Joshua are in the final tribal council, is it a, a straight you won't vote for them, or is it just they're going to have to do a lot of apologizing and get your vote, or is that not it at all? Well, I'll be looking at their gameplay throughout the season, but at the end of the day, they still kind of broke my heart. <laughs> not going to lie. It's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to erase that when you're on the jury, I can tell you that. Yeah. But I always put gameplay over feelings, so we'll see how good their gameplay is. That's definitely an old-school mindset that is uh, missing more and more in orgs these days. So I'm interested to see how you will be voting at the end. Obviously, there's a long way to go between now and then. Um, yeah. Let's talk to you about, you know, obviously you were in the baggage. So what what kind of relationship, if any, did that give you with Natasha? Because you both knew that one of you was going to stay and one of you was going to go. Was there any <laughs> sense of camaraderie between you two for that, like, you know, common common problem? Or were you just like, well, there's no point in talking to each other because one of us will be gone in 24 hours? Like, what what was it with you two? Did you guys... No, she, she did reach out to me, like, the next two hours after the challenge was posted. And she asked me if I wanted to drop out of the challenge. I was like, what? You're crazy. I was like, no, I'm giving my, I'm giving my 100% of this challenge. And she still was pursuing the fact that I was going to drop out pretty ballsy to literally ask somebody that you've yeah. not had any relationship with in the game to, hey, can you, like, die for me? Like, <laughs> wow. First conversation, she was like, are you willing to die this challenge? I was like, what the fuck? This is no, my uh, life or death challenge. Uh, I'm posting a GIF in, uh, in the chat for you, uh, Jonathan, but this... This is Are probably you? this is probably what you were thinking. I'd have to guess when you saw that. <laughs> Hell no! Exact my words. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm pretty surprised that Natasha would would ask that. Um, so you again, it wound up not mattering. But I do want to know what what went into your thought process of using. I know it was only a two second boost, but I mean, as you saw in the results, uh, the, Keith beat Natasha by two seconds in, wow. the, uh, in the in the NATO puzzle. So that two seconds could have saved you. So what what was your thought process of putting the two seconds on the uh, on the three in a row puzzle? I believe it was. Wait, what? Did I put it in three? I thought I put it in aquarium. Excuse me, yes, you put it in the aquarium. Obviously it didn't end up mattering, but what what yeah. <laughs> what made you go what made you want to put the boost in there? Was it the puzzle you were least familiar with? Was it one that you felt confident uh, in going in? Uh, what was it? After so many tries on the practice uh, website, I was like, there's no way I can do this on time. Uh, my highest score on the website was like probably two minutes. So I was like, if I put my two seconds on this one, I'll probably move on to the third round. And Natasha probably will stay in the second round. But you see how it played out. It didn't help me at all. You just weren't ready for the 10 by 10. And uh, I, yeah. I understand that completely because... Um, if you want to know, I had a similar experience to you in uh, a different org several months ago where um, I have done several three-in-a-row puzzles, both of the the 6 by 6 variety and the 8 by 8 I've never done, I had never done before that a 10 by 10 and so I just was not, like, ready for it. And I took, like, 90 minutes to get it because I kept missing cool. it by, like, one or two. And I was just sitting there like, God damn it, like, I can't be this hard. <laughs> and I cost my tribe the win and I was eliminated that night. Oh. And so I... I understand, like, the – because if you're not – if you haven't practiced on a grid that big, even if you know the basic concept, yeah. it is so hard to, like, change it. It's very hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Pretty hard challenge. Most of the challenges I mean, were, were hard for me, though. 
But I mean, I hope that that also made it like fun and exciting. I mean, I do think Euro Survivor does pride itself on the uniqueness of their challenges. Um, we definitely have challenges that don't appear in a lot of other orgs, largely because I'm probably the oldest school remaining host that's like left, like out of the regular series. I'm definitely the longest tenured org host, so I, I host. A, I have a lot of challenges that come in here that like don't really show up anymore. And so I hope that the challenges felt unique and challenging to you and that even though you didn't do great at all of them, that you enjoyed them a lot. They were really good challenges. I, like, I like the first one, the pissed off. That was fun. Are you talking about, the, the, you talking about the, the torch relay? Yeah, the torch relay. The fire the torch relay. Well, you know, that's that was a good... all the way behind this one. Well, yeah, you guys did lose, but uh, that's actually one thing that... Uh, the torch relay. What was the emotions like that night on your Virgo tribe penner when Joshua pulls Singe out of thin air? Oh, that was a crazy moment. I was at work. I was uh, typing words on the dictionary. I was looking for fire synonyms, and I couldn't find anything. And when he came, I actually saw the word uh, Singe, but Singe, I didn't type yes. it in. I didn't type it in. He beat me to it. But what a smart guy, huh? Yeah, I mean that was. And then for the women to literally get it like seconds later, and then the breakneck oh, race yeah. you guys both put on to, you guys had a photo finish unlike anything else we've ever oh. had in that race in uh, the history of the series. So I hope that's a moment of pride for not only you but everyone who played that challenge this season. Yeah. Oh, the OG Burgos. Oh, OG Burger, OG Medina. Although Kathy's yeah. finding of Singe might be tainted now because of what happened at the moment, it was quite a. Uh, Quite an exciting uh, series of events, and all of a sudden, just you guys started blasting their passwords. Like the next time I blinked, you guys were like three more ahead. I'd actually catch up to you guys, like as you guys were running through the thing. I'm like, wow, because I'm because obviously for me, I have to go check that your torches are posted. I have to go check that everything, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking through the chats. I'm like, oh, they're literally four boards ahead of where I was. I need to pick my ass up. I need to move. Yeah, because every time we made a new one, the girls were already there. So I was like, fuck. I was trying to speed it faster on that. It was a close race. Obviously, uh, it, it ended, and the other rookie on that tribe, you and Wu, were the only two novices. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Wu bit the dust, and he voted for. I, I hope you. Yeah. Know, was there at least a part of you, especially because you were struggling in challenges earlier on too, that like even though you voted Wu out, you were feeling for him because you knew he was struggling too. Yeah, I did feel for him, but I was like, "This is my chance to get this guy out of here." It was my choice to get him out of there. Actually, I started dropping his names here and there. He did. Uh, he did fall. So yeah, that was all. And then the Marcus vote. Obviously, it seemed like you guys were going to vote out Nick, and then suddenly it, yeah. it flipped. Yeah, Nick. Because Ethan kept pushing Nick, Nick, Nick. And then I talked to Josh about it, and Josh was like, "I don't feel too good for Nick to be leaving." So he switched it up to Marcus, and I just spread the Marcus name around. That helped us. Hello. Are you still there? I thought we oh, lost okay. you for a second. Yeah, I thought someone hung up on me. Yeah, I, th I thought it was you. I was like, um, Heather, <laughs> did you die? Um, anyway. I um, am dead, though. My tour is so, just enough. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like, voting out Marcus turned out to be a blessing in disguise in this game after what we found <laughs> out quite literally the night of the swap. Yeah, with Kathy? Yeah, um, I still, I, I think Kathy was very much someone who was, like, roped into this by Marcus and wasn't sure what she was doing, like, was illegal. I just couldn't risk keeping her in the game. But there was no excuse um, for what Marcus did, and I hope you know I've dragged Marcus on every interview I've done since that, that happened, because, like, 
I don't know if you read the post when I announced the swap. Marcus not only is a past player in the series, Penner, he is a finalist Whoa. from season one. So it's just a double slap in the face to me. That's crazy, dude. Finalist season one. And he even and applied as himself. Yeah, he, he even applied as himself. And I told him, thank you very much. However, you know, I want newbies because this is a new generation. And then the next day, I got an, an application from who I thought was a new person, is Marcus. And I got Captain's uh, application about an hour later. And then uh, I got evidence on a on a video from a Twitch stream. I'll I'll show it all post game um, <laughs> that they not only were playing together, but that Marcus was indeed Alex, aka Grant, from season one. And, uh, but how does it make you feel, you as a new player who's trying to like learn the ropes and play this game fairly, to know that a former finalist came in here under a pseudonym and was more was perfectly okay playing as two people as well? That's crazy to me. It just makes me feel better that we got him out so early now. Because he can't keep moving on from the game, cheating like that. Yeah, uh, and uh, oh, I want to be clear. Kathy and Marcus were two different people, but I'm saying, like, Marcus applied both as himself and as the yeah. Devin Lotion pseudonym. Yeah, that's crazy to me, honestly. It was something was off about that guy. That's why I really didn't trust him this whole time. Well, yeah, definitely off because, I mean, like, his challenge performance was definitely intentional because I've, I've seen Alex Stein in other games. Like, he usually whips through those kind of challenges. So he absolutely was, like, dumbing himself down and also, again, mm. applying as a fake person. Like, the proof is in the pudding that he knew what he was doing and he was cheating. And it's just yeah. a shame. At least you got just, fun, though. He could have slid yeah, by the whole time. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, even if you struggled through some points in this game, like, we appreciate that you were playing this game straight up, up and up as yourself, and you were not, like, you were not jumping to those lengths to try to gain an advantage, like, truly. (laughs) So, you mentioned the challenges, so I'm wondering, out of all the challenges you did, whether it be the Chinese checkers, the quick draw, uh, or this last one, what was your favorite challenge and why that you got to partake in? Favorite challenge of all time? I'll no, the one in with... this season. The one in this, this season. season. Yeah. Let me think about it. Uh, I really like the puzzle one. The jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, that one's fun. Uh, Even you guys won that in, one. I wasn't top three on that one either, but... I mean, I was against Alyssa. That's what made me really not like Alyssa either. <laughs> she will like, always she be going... Yeah, she beat me, and then she went against me for the Survivor puzzle one, too. Yeah, know, Alyssa, is, uh, Alyssa is quite good at puzzles, and that's one thing. Beast, uh, that is one thing you should be proud of yourself, that you did handle yourself as well as you did. I mean, I'm sure you saw the times on those puzzles in that Merge Immunity yeah. Challenge, and also, like, the, the Challenge Zero. You were up against a lot of seasoned veterans in this group, and also a lot of people who are just okay. flat-out good at challenges. This is not a slouch group with challenges at all. Yeah, I can tell that. But, uh, the time know, results were crazy. What, I was looking at one minute. I was like, how the fuck did they do it in one minute? There's do you no remember, way. Do, do you remember Nick's, like, what was it, 30-something second puzzle on that little oh. slider? Yeah, 30 seconds on that. 13. Oh, 13, well, yeah. To what be fair, that? Tim butted in. 13 <laughs> seconds was a typo on my end. It wasn't actually 13 seconds, but it was a very fast time. Yeah, it was a fast, faster time than mine. Mostly all of them. So, the challenges were good. I appreciate all the challenges you guys do for the game. 
Well, we're glad to hear that, and we, we're excited to see that you're going to be watching this, um, you know, avidly, like you said. You seem to take the fact that you're on the jury and you're responsible for one of the votes for a winner. Yep. You seem to take that role very seriously. No, I am. I'm watching this whole game play out. Pretty mad they got. Pretty mad they got Benji out yesterday, though. Uh, we'll be talking to him in just a little bit. Uh, he had a really interesting uh, final few days in the game, for sure. Yeah. We'll definitely will be. You're more than welcome if you're available when I uh, hang up with you to put yourself on mute and listen to uh, listen to Benji and what he went through. Okay, yeah, I would love to hear your story. Yeah, Benji, Benji definitely had a ride as well, just like you did. Um, so we're talking now. We're obviously down to eleven people. Um, any guesses on who you think might be joining you next? And uh, we'll talk about all the remaining people a little bit, and then we'll let you go. And I want to know kind of what you think each person has to do in your mind to. Uh, to pull this okay. out and win the game. Yeah, so I think the next one to join us has to be Sam. Why just Sam? Cause, just because he's in the bottom. He came, he reached out to me the first day of the merge, saying that Keith was pissed at him from Amdina. Pretty sure. And after seeing Benji get out, I feel like they're just going to go back to back. Would that be something you'd want to see happen, or are you hoping that something can change up? Because you seem to like Sam when you talk. No, to him. I love Sam. He's one of the only people I like in the game, actually. But if Sam is in the final three, are you definitely voting for him, or are you sticking to what you said earlier, which is that ultimately it's going to come down to gameplay for you? Uh, it depends. Because if he does make it to final three, that's pretty impressive to me, knowing that he has a target on his back right now. He definitely does. So yeah, I will vote for him if he makes it to the final three. So let's talk about the remaining contestants in the game. You kind of already mentioned uh, Alyssa, but let's, I, I kind of want your feelings on all of them. So the, I think the best way to do this, I did this with Nikki last season on our interview, is I'm going I'm to give you each remaining contestant, and I want one word to describe each of these contestants. Think you can do that? Oh. Let's start with uh, what, what word comes to mind when I say the name Alyssa? Uh, annoying. <laughs> Dominique. Fake. Ethan. Uh, has to be the same word or different word? It can be the same word or different word. or prefer different, but if you can't think of anything else, you can stick to fake. i just say uh, not a real homie. Three words. More than one word, but I'll go with it. Okay. It's, you know, it's word association, so yeah, so it's one word. Um, one word. So, back to where we're Joan. Joan? Joan? Uh, she's Reachable. Reachable. Joshua. Kind. What was the word? Kind. Okay. Um, Keith. Keith. Uh, that was a hard one. Mm, I'll say... Just... I don't know. I had to use more than one word for this guy. Word be spits. Spits. Because he spits a lot. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, let's use spits for that guy. I mean, he's Keith. Of course, he's gonna spit if you ever watch Survivor. That's all Keith did. No, no, I love Keith on Survivor. Misty. Misty, real. Natasha. Natasha, uh, winner. Winner. Yeah, winner to my challenge. 
Okay, I was about to say, saying, I was saying, is that a prediction? No, no, not to the chat, not to the whole season. <laughs> Nina. No, no. Nina, uh, never talked to this girl, but I'll say, um, exile, exile queen. She went there a lot, and uh, Sam. Sam, my love, he's my love. I was expecting you to go adorable, but love, love also. Works. <laughs> adorable works too, though. I mean, okay, so you and Sam, let's get into that a little bit, because that was not something you really wrote about in your confessional, that wasn't necessarily something that was really out there. Like, you guys, what was your guys' relationship? Was it like a friendship, a flirt dance, a bromance, some some weird jumbled combination of all those things? <laughs> what was it? Well, I started, um, started wanting to make friends on this game, but after a while, I was like, should I play my flirting role? I started flirting with everyone little by little. Sam really fell into the trap. He calls me Pan Daddy at this point. I really love that name. And then when we got to the girls, I started playing my flirty game again. Appreciate that as someone who's bisexual. I don't discriminate who I flirt with either, or at least I used <laughs> yeah, to. Or at least before, before I was uh, committed to my, my partner, I would say I do that. I don't quite do that. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but uh, I, I, was yeah. like, I, I was like, I'll flirt with the, when I used to play this game, I was like, I'll flirt with the men, I'll flirt with the women. Like, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't. It didn't mean anything to me. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll use my. I'll, I'll flirt and I'll say sweet nothings. It gets yeah. you a long way in these games, believe me. I thought it was, but it didn't. Well, you know, you're also newer, and I do. As someone who is, I don't know if I told you, I've been playing these games for 11 years, almost 12 now. Oh, so okay. I can tell you, like, I do see a lot of potential with you, and I hope that that is something that if you leave here feeling some reassurance about that. Um, no, cool. It's so good. It takes a while to pick up uh, everything you need to truly put a game like this together, especially Euro Survivor is probably one of the hardest orgs out there in terms of, like, the challenges, um, and also just we, we, we draw a very, we draw almost a group, we draw a very passionate group of people to play these games, and that, I think, is what really adds to, like, the content adds to the difficulty of going through this game. So I hope that, again, you're very proud of yourself. You made it to the jury. Yep. You almost beat Natasha to come back. And had you beat Natasha, you'd be sitting in the final 11 right now. So I know. My biggest mistake in the game, but everything else I'm really grateful for. It's a fun game. Speaking of that, by the way, um, I know we kind of got into it earlier, but I want maybe I want you to elaborate a little bit more. So if, if you had survived this, this extra baggage twist, Natasha was the one I was speaking to right now and not you. What would have been your strategy, not just to, you know, maybe exact some revenge on a couple of people, but what would have been your strategy to get yourself deeper into the game and give yourself a shot at the title? Because, you know, you say that, oh, you knew you weren't winning, but let me tell you this. Our season five winner, Ika, was written off by the final 18, both by the viewers lounge and by her other, by her opponents in the game. And she won the game. So, like, until your torch goes out, you are in the game. So, like, what would the plan have been going forward? Had you been, uh, had you survived the baggage twist? My plan would have been to, um, since I'm immune, I could fuck the game up, basically. So I would have just reunited with uh, Banji and Sam, since I knew they would have been bottom. But I don't know if we could have had the numbers either way. Seems like they didn't have the numbers uh, last round, but I probably would have worked something out. I certainly had a better chance, because Nina, you know, I mean, excuse me, Natasha obviously ended up voting with yeah. the, the your old Burgu allies pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we were at uh, S3, so with me it was 4, and probably try to flip someone from the other side. But 
I doubt it. Because Nick was screaming at me. Ethan was fake. Dom. Yeah. None of them. I'm looking forward to whatever your jury speech is going to bring. Because it seems like you don't have a shortage of thoughts and emotions on these people. So that <laughs> that should be exciting to see what, uh, what you bring to the table uh, at the Final Tribal Council. Which... I can tell you now, if you're wondering, just how, if you have an idea of just how quickly this game is paced and how quickly this game is gone, I did the math in my head today, Penner. Next Saturday, so not, not, four day, not five days from now, but 12 days from now, we will have our final three. What do you think about that? So two more weeks around there? Yeah, okay. 12, 12 days from right now, we will have our final three. I'm excited for the final three. I want to see who's there. There's going to be a live round Wednesday night. I'm sure that you're going to want to tune in and see what happens. Um, and the final four is a live round as well. So this game will speed up even more than it already has in the next couple of days. That would be interesting. So one thing that you did get to enjoy this season, which you only got to go there once, but I'm wondering, I think you know what I'm talking about here. Um, yeah. You drew the Red Rock after Chinese Checkers and Exile Island, which I think was only funny because not only Dominique didn't draw the Red Rock, and then Joan and the others, because you were last on the caller list, got to pick bags before you, and none of them picked the Red Rock. You got the Red Rock. You go to Exile Island. What what kind of a trip was that for you? Because I could definitely tell, obviously you struggle with the Idol Challenge, but just like, what was it like to literally be pulled out of the game like that and just isolated away with no access to anything for a good 24 hours. And you, you seem to get along with uh, Vanetta there uh, when you were at Exile as well. Yeah, I was actually excited to go there. Uh, just wanted to experience it at least once. And it wasn't my tribal, but I was still excited to go there. And knowing how the idols work. But I, didn't, I tried one idol. was the Blue Fairy. Blue Fairy, no, yes. Yeah, no type of luck at all. You've never seen a Rebus before, have you? What was that? You've never seen a Rebus before, have you? That's what that puzzle is no, called. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I knew the first word, though. I'm pretty sure it was the first word, but after that, what was I the, was... What was the first word? The, what, what did you think it was? I'm just curious. It was your, right? You are? Yes, the answer. Do you want the answer? Because you got stuck yeah. on number one. Yeah, bro, give me the answer right okay. now. Okay, so the answer would have been, there would have been nine more of those to solve, plus five brain teasers, but the answer number one was you're going on a journey. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, it was you're going on a journey. You're Look at it again, you'll see. I was sitting there reading some of your answers, and I'm like, what is this guy seeing? Because... <laughs> no, yeah, I was completely mind-fucked during that challenge. But I was... But again, uh, mother... What was that? Let me make this clear. We love you for it, but we were just, I'm sitting there reading through your guesses, <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh. Oh, shit, dude. No, that's funny. Yeah, I was like, worth a try. I'm going to just send this in. Because that was like 45 minutes deep already. You know, if it makes you feel better, you didn't have the biggest gaffe on that. I won't reveal who this was because you're on the jury and it would reveal information you probably shouldn't have. However, somebody else tried for that same idol and they got to number seven. Wow. Number seven is a... uh, Number seven is a more difficult one, but it, it's it's about the blue fairy, and I think that the answer is when he flies in the sunset, um, he, his wings reflect on the crystal blue waters. So a pretty long one, but it is it is decipherable with the clues you get. Yeah. And the person who went there again, I'm not revealing who went there and did this because obviously it's game information that will come available to you as the jury files in, right? Um, however, the person who did this 
actually got it right on like their first or second try, but they forgot the F in flies, and so they thought it was wrong, and so they got stuck on it for literally 45 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah, you guys don't make this easy for us. I mean, yeah, you got it. It's very, I mean, it's, I don't know if you remember too, uh, with the cryptograms, you know, I, I stress that to you guys all the time, like, check your work, ultimately. Yeah. Because that, that person very well could have gotten that idol if they didn't get stuck on not realizing they made a typo. And then they started going to completely obscure answers that were just clear, and also spelling the word flies wrong um, on top after that. Wow. So it's like, girl, just, just look. Just look up. <laughs> And uh, that person up. did not look it up. <laughs> yeah, that was a hard one, not gonna lie. But this it is interesting was. to me. Uh, Nick asked me about what puzzle I tried, and I gave him the pink one, the pink fairy, just lied to him. And then uh, Dom asked me the same thing, but I gave her the real answer, blue. So later on, she told me that that was the reason why she voted me out, because I didn't give both of them the true answer. You think that Isn't was? That do you think that was truthful, or do you think that was just her... Blowing smoke up your ass to justify voting you out, or you think it was a combination of the two? Uh, I think it was her bullshitting me. But it's crazy how they were, they were switching notes on me. You know, know, one thing, especially in Survivor, my friend, information tends to get around. Yeah, no, I can tell. I was passing so, information too. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone does. Um, so now we're going to wrap up with you pretty shortly here, but we do want to ask you. Um, so. We do this with everyone who does these podcasts. We let them pick an outro song for when this gets edited out. There are interviews with the pre-jury, which obviously you don't have access to because there's too much information there that would possibly compromise your jury vote, obviously. Um, so you, as well as um, a pre-game podcast where we're talking with everyone, you'll be able to read, hear those at the end. Um, yours will go up later tonight, but what song should I use to close out this interview when it goes up tonight? You can pick any song. Hmm, this is a good one. Hold on. Let me look at my I'll say... Let me see. Any song for this podcast? I'll just choose that song we did on the challenge. The Fox Trail song? Hello? Can you hear me? Are you talking, are you saying, are you, do, you, do you mean um, do you mean Fireflies by Owl City? Yeah, Fireflies by Owl City. Let's do that one. You know what? I love it. Thank you for joining Thank us, Penner. Any, uh, any final thoughts before we let you uh, head back to the jury house to watch the rest of this play out? Uh, just invite me next, for the next season. Uh, we would love to see you and have you watch. Um, probably, again, I try not to reincarnate, but we'd love to have you there as an active viewer. So, with Penner here, it's been another beautiful day here on the island of Malta. From the water front here in Valletta, with Jonathan Penner, our first juror.
afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Departure Gate podcast here from the beautiful waterfront here in Valletta on the gorgeous island of Malta, watching yet another Malty sunset with two of the Burgoo boys, Jonathan Penner and Benji. Penner spilled his secrets, and now Benji, a member of the Fashion Police, spills his with us. We're sad to see you here, but we're also happy you're here. Benji, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I wish it was under better circumstances, but, you know, I'll take it. That's one of the bittersweet things about doing these inter- exit interviews, is if, if you're talking to us, it means that your chances of winning the game are over. But nonetheless, uh, we'd love to talk to our voted-out contestants and really let them spill their gossip, spill their tea, talk about anything that they want to. And I have a hard time believing that you are at a shortage of words after your merge experience. <laughs> I have some things to say. Well, uh, we're, we're going to get into it. No better time than the present, right? So let's, um, let's just go wide-ranging here. You're sitting here tonight. You are the first victim of the fashion police to leave. Joan and Sam now le- are left to pick up the pieces with you gone. What happened? Um, mm, sorry. I don't know. I think I honestly just had a run of bad luck, which, I mean, everyone who got voted out can say, but, like, Literally everything that could go wrong for my game this round went completely wrong. Pinner got eliminated. Natasha came back. Had Didn't want to hear anything other than Joan or me are going. And then Josh got exiled. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> let's do what I can do here. You can't really do anything if you just have no numbers. The only people willing to work with me was Alyssa and Dom. No one else wanted to do anything, so. That's basically it. It feel better. <laughs> uh, we've all been there. Um, you know, I, at least you still had a vote. The, the way I left in Good and Evil, and not to, to make it about myself, I got voted out of the Tribal Council where there were five people. Two of them played immunity items, and I didn't even have a vote. So at least you had a vote to defend yourself with. Um, but I can definitely, yeah. uh, I can empathize with you, my friend. That's really tough. Yeah, I mean, I kept working. It was really, like, right up until, like, five minutes before deadline, and I was just like, all right, it's not happening. I was working on Dom. I was working on Alyssa. I was trying to get Misty, although Misty completely ignored me until deadline anyway. So, you know, good job, Misty. <laughs> what? Well, you definitely are not short on emotions, which is a good thing. It means that you were enjoying yourself and you cared about the game, which is, of course, uh, something that we very much uh, love and appreciate about all of our players here uh, here in Malta, the first season in our second generation. So, you know, obviously, you're sitting here. Again, like I said, a lot of things uh, went wrong. What do you think was the main catalyst? Was it Joshua not being there? Do you think that was the big thing, or was it something else? Yeah, I would say... Um... Yeah, I I think like after Pinner got eliminated, it would have very much have been Josh getting exiled. Because if Josh would have stayed, we've already talked about beforehand that we wanted to pull in like the people he was closest with, which he told me was Dom and Alyssa. Like he really liked them. And then the people I was closest with was what uh the fashion police, Sam and Joan. And we were gonna combine into six. And we would have been able to control the numbers then and it wouldn't have really mattered. I mean, barring an idol play or whatever, but like I would have been in a much better position. So when he got exiled and then Pinner got eliminated, I the only people I could rely on, obviously, was Sam Joan, try to get Dom and Alyssa, and then I had to like work on 
maybe getting Natasha and Keith and Nina to like realize, hey, it would work out better if we stick together. Maybe get Misty to be like, you talk a lot of shit, maybe do something crazy for once instead of just talking shit. Um, Ethan wasn't around all day to talk to, so I don't know what he was doing. And then Nick is just really boring. So, and then he was acting paranoid too, which is really funny to me because I'm like, you're not going anywhere. Stop it. So it's just like my, my um, options were very, very limited and hard to switch when Josh was gone. So, yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm sure it didn't help that both Natasha and Keith also wound up with immunity on top of all of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, even with them immune, if Josh was in there, we could have probably just picked off Nina or someone, but like it didn't help that the whole counter argument I could have had of like, well, look, they're obviously really tight together. Why, why not split them up now? Like, I mean, the fashion police were close, but I mean, I don't want to sit in the end with Joan and Sam. They're really good players. Like, I would have voted them out sooner rather than later anyway, but you know, they don't know that. And the people I probably could have targeted were immune. I mean, Natasha's barely around, so I probably could have done something there, but you know, she won the extra baggage. So what are you going to do? So I guess that's a good place to start. You've definitely given me a lot of a uh, jumping off material here, which is great. Um, it's, it's really, it's great when the, the guest basically drives the, the interview like that. So, um, well, I guess we'll start with around before the merge because that's that's when everything just started to hit the fan. I think even um, I think even Nina going to exile like kind of started a domino effect for that tribal council and subsequently the rest of the game for you. Yeah, I mean, so Nina going to exile wasn't optimal, and which was really funny is Natasha was like practically begging for us to throw it to her, which I was trying to do anyway because I wanted to give fashion police control of that round. But then like, I guess Nina was just sitting there refreshing, 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 and was really worried about being voted out or whatever. Um, so went to exile. So then that kind of just opened it up to, well, like, do I backstab Sam? Or do I backstab, I guess, Natasha here? And my thinking was, like, I can't play the game assuming a twist is going to happen right away. Like, I mean, I guess you can. Maybe that's the smart way of doing it. But, like, I didn't know for sure extra baggage was going to happen that round. It made sense to me that it would. But I was like, off chance it, it doesn't. I vote out Sam. I lose someone who basically the whole game has been pretty loyal to me and put myself at the mercy of Natasha, Keith, and Nina who Keith have talked about nothing but loving them and how they were protecting him on his old tribe and blah, 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 told Joan that he was going to vote with them. So it's like, so basically if we don't swap, I'm at the mercy of this tight three person trio. And it's basically just like, Hey, don't vote me. So I was just like, for me, it makes more sense to keep Sam in this game, vote out Natasha and hope extra baggage doesn't happen. Of course it happened. So it's like, Whatever, I can only play the cards I'm dealt. But if Nina had stayed, I do think we might have just voted her out. 
I don't know though. Like Natasha, Keith talked about really liking Nina. So they can talk this game and be like, oh no, it would have been Nina, it would have been Nina. But I don't necessarily 100% believe them that it would have been Nina. I still feel like it probably would have been Joan. They probably would have been like, well, what about Joan? So that's not something I'm going to know until after the game, if that's true or not. Right. I mean, it's really tough. And like you said, you guys kind of all probably had an inkling that the extra baggage was coming because it, it had been single boot, single boot, single boot. And then I did the, the captain's thing with, the, I mean, it, again, you can't be sure, but I think, I, I guess it's going to say where you all kind of feel like all signs point to like this being it, like the extra baggage is going to drop here. Yeah, I mean, we all talked about it. We were like, this kind of makes sense um, if we're going to do... Because what were, what were we at then? We just voted out Veneta, so we were at 13, right? And then... Um, yeah, so we, were, we would have been at 11. I was like, it could happen here. It makes sense if we're doing like a double boot. But I was like, it also could happen the round right before merge or right at merge like we vote out merge boo and they're like oh just kidding they get a chance to come back in like it made sense for me there too my thinking was i could sit here and play every round thinking extra baggage is coming in but that seriously limits what you're doing and just kind of makes you go with the flow or i could try to protect someone who i'm really close to in the off off chance extra baggage didn't happen because like if it didn't and we just voted Sam, well then I lose a really close ally and I'm, I'm like basically having to work with Natasha, Nina and Keith, which wasn't ideal because once we got to merge all like Ethan basically defended everything Keith did and like why Keith was so upset. So obviously Keith was really tied into them. So it was just like keeping Sam, I think looking back on it was the correct move for me to make. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out because extra baggage happened. But, you know, if extra baggage didn't happen, we'd be looking at a whole another game right now. So, Absolutely. I mean, I, and I, I agree with your thought process, too. You can't, you can't play a game with the hope of just avoiding a twist. Or, uh, on the other hand, it's also risky to vote out somebody relying on a twist. So I think you absolutely, you know, played the, the game with the hand you were dealt. Uh, in that situation, and there was some talk I know from you guys, uh, specifically you and Sam, maybe trying to take a shot at Keith and hoping the extra baggage doesn't come through. But it seemed like Joan was the one who wasn't a fan of that. Was that was there any talk of that, or was it pretty squarely always like let's just vote Natasha out? Um, there was like a little talk of it. We because Keith was annoying us, and Sam and I like <laughs> I don't like we're not. Well, Sam sometimes can be a very emotional player, and I can too in the past. I'm not like saying, oh, I'm never emotional, because there's definitely been games where I've just been like really petty. And it's just like, fuck everyone, I'm doing this just because I don't like this person. Um, this game, I tried my hardest to like not do that. So when Keith was bothering me, and me and Sam were just like, why don't we just vote out Keith? Joan thankfully was like, well, no, it doesn't make sense to vote out Keith. Keith is tight with other people. That could really piss people off. Natasha's just never around. Like, all I've heard from people is just Natasha not being there. Like, she's not around a lot because she's in Europe. So, obviously, her schedule is different than ours. 
So maybe it was like five minutes. And then Joan was just like, no. Um, mine and Sam's thinking also just because the whole fashion police was new with Joan to just give Joan this folks because Joan really wanted Natasha. And we were like, okay, it doesn't really matter in the long run. But if we give Joan what she wants, she's more likely to stick with us because she's like, oh, these people are actually working with me as opposed to us being like, no, Joan, we're doing Keith, suck it up. So that's I essentially- mean, absolutely logical there, yeah. Yeah. So uh, speak, picking, piggybacking on that, that statement, you talked about your fashion police alliance. Although I, didn't, I know I call you guys an alliance, but it almost felt like almost a loose affiliation more so than an alliance, I think it's a fair assessment. Um, and you mentioned yourself you, you wouldn't have stuck through with them and taken them to the final three. So obviously it, it's so early on in the merge, you really can't make a concrete final three. But like, who were some people you were looking at to be like, I want to set myself up to sit with these people for these reasons? Like, because I assume at the end of the day, even if you ended up really liking people like Sam and Joan and others, at the end of the day, there's only one winner. And I'm, by the way you're talking, it sounds like you always intended that to be you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, um, like, winning's never my number one goal in these games. But you obviously want to play with the uh, perfect, like, perfect idea of mine is to win, right? I'm always happy if I, number one, make merge. That's always my main goal. And then number two, uh, people enjoy watching me or I'm, like, memorable. Those are, like, what I set out to do. But, like, winning is always a way to be memorable, so winning would be nice. Uh, I guess it's, it's like, weird thinking about, like, oh, who I, who I would take to the end and especially saying my, my ideal alliance at the time was Josh, Alyssa, Dom, Sam and Joan, who are all pretty big characters and pretty big players. And you could really make, like, you could see either one of them winning and being a really good winner for this season. Um, for me, though, I was looking at it like people have talked about Nick being kind of boring and not really that fun to talk to and just kind of like there as a tag along. And people have talked about Misty being like very hot and cold. Like, sometimes they like Misty, but normally she's kind of annoying. So I was like, those two people maybe would be good to sit next to. Um, Ethan was rubbing people the wrong way because Ethan's a really nice guy, but he sometimes talk, talks to people like he's m way smarter than them and like way better at the game than them. And it's like, bro, it's final 12. Like, chill out on the lectures. All right, I'm not 12. Like, relax. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of too early for me to really say because obviously... Nick could have taken over the game and, you know, played an amazing merge game and won. Just from where I was sitting right there, Misty and Nick, I think, are two people that would have been easier to beat in the end. But who knows what will happen now? Like, Right. I mean, there, there's so much game to yeah. still be played right now. Um, although it sounds like you... I'm just kind of going based on what you're saying. It sounds like, though, Natasha finds herself sitting up there at the end. Well, I, I don't think you're writing anyone off. It sounds like she'd probably have the hardest time getting your vote specifically. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I do play a social game. Like, you all just watch me play. Like, I'm not saying I'm terrible strategically, but I do tend to gravitate towards the people I enjoy talking to. That's how I am almost every game. I like being around people I, 
I have fun with and can like shoot the shit with and have a good time. Like these games are supposed to be fun. If I'm just aligned with a bunch of game bots, I'm going to be driven crazy because I don't like talking strategy 24 seven. Um, so when I get to the end and like generally my jury vote does go to the person who I like, as long as they can justify me voting for you, like just give me something, like just give me a reason to vote for you. And if I liked you, I will do it. Um, I find, I find Natasha, um, I like talking to them as a person, but I don't understand why you would put yourself in a bad position, like from my perspective, just for revenge. And now, okay, you're really, really relying on these six other people to break up and drag you to the end like there's really nothing you can do right now you're at the mercy of other people and that's just kind of how i'm looking at it like it does it didn't make sense to me maybe i'm wrong maybe they're like in a final four with people and i just don't know it but it's like you're down six five no one has talked about natasha to me like they really really like her really really value her like they have keith so i'm just like natasha i feel like she, she's going to be joining me way sooner than she thinks. Remains to be seen. Um, so getting into that a little bit. So the vote was obviously eight to three, so it was not close. Um, but you talked a lot in your live confessional about what kind of pitches you made. Obviously, you, you were hamstrung by Penner being eliminated. That cost you a vote. Joshua being exiled cost you probably your biggest. Actually, I'm going to let you agree or disagree. I'm not continuing my thought here. Joshua being exiled probably cost you your biggest supporter from like the quote unquote people in the majority. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think if Josh wasn't exiled, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, that's pretty big. But I mean, at the same time, I think at the same time, I think that says a lot about Euro Survivor. Exile Island is truly like, I mean, you never got to go there, but it's truly the staple of this series in that, you know, you think about it. The person who goes to exile, there are 400 different scenarios that can happen every single vote. Some people like that, some people don't. But uh, I hope it adds a level of complexity to the game that at least, even if you were kind of a victim to it, you could appreciate for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really mad at any of the twists. Um, like, twists are part of Survivor, luck is part of Survivor. It's, I can't, like, sit there and be like, oh, fuck this game, these twists ruined my game. I mean, everyone when you come into an org or survivor in general, you know, twists are going to be a part of it. It's up to you to like navigate it. Um, and like people can even point back to like, Oh, well you shouldn't have voted Natasha. Right. But even if I did vote Natasha and Josh or Pinner stays, it's a whole new game. Luck's a big part of it. I just didn't have luck on my side this round. It happens. I totally understand. Especially like it, it tends to happen to like, and the one thing, and you can agree or disagree with me on this, I mean, there are a lot of people who say, and I know this is the merge that didn't really impact your game, but you and Sam went to more tribal councils than anyone else. You, there have been six tribal councils, technically seven, but really six, because there was no tribal council in episode four. And yeah. you were at five of them. And, you know, as my philosophy has always been, you know, for those who claim, oh, going to tribal is good because it builds your bonds. Yeah, it's kind of like the tribal question I asked you. But going to trial that many times, especially in a series like this where there is the exile twist involved, no matter how much you know, no, no matter how much crossing your T's, dotting your I's, you do it catches up to you. You go enough times. Yeah, um, I do think it's like it's 
it's hit or miss, right? Because we've seen people, um, like you're not wrong. It like people like Denise Stapley, they're the exception to the rule. Like obviously, you don't want to have to go to tribal council every time, but she did and she won. So it is like it does, I guess, make you a little bit more um, game savvy. I think it's different in orgs though, because it's not like we're all first time players. So that whole thing of like, oh, when you go to tribal council, you're like more game aware. Well, no, we all play these multiple times. And like, for me, for instance, this is my fifth game in a row. This isn't like, oh, these were my only five tribal councils I've ever been to. Like in Euro they were, but I've been to a bunch before this in other games. So it's not like I came in, you know, completely naive to how tribal council works. So it does strengthen bonds, but like you said, it, it can catch up to you, but it also weakens bonds. Like we just saw, like, yes, it brought Joan, me and Sam closer together because we were basically forged through fire, but it basically ruined any relationship I had with Keith and Natasha. So it's like, you got to weigh the pros and cons to it. The other tribe, they, had, they got to do a 6-1 vote. They weren't split. They were fine. No one was fighting. We, our vote was 3-2. Obviously, we're not going to be the, the most united people. So I always think it's better to not go to tribal council. You don't go to tribal council, you can't get voted out. <laughs> so. No, I have the same... I have the same philosophy, especially because I've literally, after making the finals of Arcana All-Stars, I have not even made it to Emerge since. It's various different reasons why, some on me and some not, but point is, I've just been I've hit, hit a brick wall of bad luck, just like you with making the merge, at least you've been making the merge, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, the common denominator of all of those for me was, you know, I went to Tribal Council basically every single time in all of those games, and like, no matter how much you do, yeah. sometimes, like I said, it catches up to you. You, now, Arcana All-Stars, I only went to three pre-merged Tribal Councils, and I made it to the end of the game. So, not to veer too far off topic, but yeah, I really like what you said there, because it's like you said, the Denise Stapleys do exist, but they are definitely the exception to the rule. Like, you go enough times, you're fractured. Like, one thing I was going to say in, in this was, like, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say, just based on what's happened, that had you guys won Quick Draw, and you actually were, you actually did it in 26 guesses while... Burgoo did it in 30, and there were only 30 topic cards. So had, had Burgoo passed even one more time, you guys would have won that challenge, which would have sent Burgoo to Tribal Council, and Penner, good chance, probably still leaves, right? And then you guys would have gone to your Tribal. I, probably safe to say, obviously we don't know for sure, but unless Veneta stumbles into exile, you guys probably still vote her out, and the, the whole script maybe flips, right? Yeah, I mean, that just goes back to one thing can change a whole course of a game. It's it's why, like, when I get voted out, I'm generally not bitter, because it's like... That's not true. Sometimes I am. But, like, uh, this game... In, in, yeah. This game in particular, though, it's, like, it's hard to really... really say, because I do think... I mean, I know there's people out there who will be like, oh, no, there's stuff you still could have done to flip people. But, like, it's not like I didn't try this game. I do feel like I basically was just, I just ran out of paths to take. I had nothing else to do. I tried, and it just didn't work. Whereas, like, other games I get voted out, and I'm like, oh, I could have tried to do this or this and this. This game, I do feel pretty content in my exit, because, number one, I didn't give up. Um, I didn't do my 
like usual, if I know I'm going, I go to the tribal council and just start like doing last minute Hail Marys, reading people and being like, no, you guys are dumb, blah, blah, blah type things, mostly for a laugh, mostly because like maybe something last minute will change. This game, I was like, let me just stay calm. Let me just try to flip people. But like, it's, it's, it's hard because yeah, if we won that immunity, all sorts of stuff could have happened, but it didn't. And I just feel like I had really bad luck this game. And I was just like a victim of that as opposed to like so much the game I played, if that makes sense. Like I think I played the game right for what I knew and what I was doing. It just didn't work out for me. And like I said, that sometimes happens. I mean, you know, you exhausted, I definitely, I don't think anyone here is doubting that you exhausted every pathway you could to stay. I mean, you even went as far as, and I actually wanted to talk about this a little bit with you. You guys, fashion police did like a 180 during the voting window and came back to Keith and Natasha and tried to pull Nina in. And you guys were like, look, I know that we don't really get along right now. Um, but there was something said, I think you said it, where like the, the Burgoo people were kind of like almost openly admitting to you guys that like they really got along and they're sticking together. And that, that seems to be the path that you guys decided to, to take to keep you guys intact. Take us through a little bit of that. And was that what they said to you? Were they really admitting to you that like, they're kind of a happy family? Um, yes and no. So, like, I don't know if... Like, I guess I should start with Keith, because I'm not exactly sure what game Keith is playing right now. Um, like, spinning I don't know game. if he was just... I'm sorry? The spinning game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> um, because, like... He came to us first. Like he start, he was talking to Joan. Well, first off, he got, he got mad at Sam. So this whole thing started because he got mad at Sam calling Natasha his girlfriend, and he just he got tired of that joke. Whatever. I don't I don't know. I don't know why he got tired of that joke. It's not for me to decide if he should find it funny or not. So if it bothered him, it bothered him, and that's fine. But he tagged me and Joan in the tribe chat. When I had no idea what was going on, because I don't pay attention to that chat, nothing ever really happens in the tribe chat that is really like noteworthy unless someone's like blowing up. So usually I just kind of like, I'll look at it every now and then, and then I'll just like ignore it because most of the game is happening in DMs and Alliance chats. That's what I focus on. But he tagged me. So I was like, oh, what am I being tagged for? I thought it was one of you guys. Like I thought it was like maybe someone just tagging the entire cast or, you know, whatever. And so I saw my name, and that's why I was like, what's this? Why am I being tagged? And then I saw Sam say so for their honeymoon and then like give me the immunity necklace for, for blindsiding me. And I was just like, oh, this, and like peaced out. Like I didn't want to get into a public fight. That's not helping anyone. Um, so then Joan tells me he's in her DMs complaining again about the blindside, which can I just say, like just a little bit off topic here. I have never been in a game before where people act like being blindsided is like kicking their puppy or something. Like I know people get upset by it and like, but my gosh, it's like they tried to buy blindside Sam and that's completely okay. But us blindsiding them is like, we just com- like did a massacre and just beat down two little kids and stole their candy. Like it was just frustrating to me, but I'm sure we'll touch on that later. So anyway, Joan, 
tells me that Keith is complaining in her DMs again about the blind side, about being left out, blah, 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 blah. So I DM Keith a little bit later and is like, hey, sorry, I was eating and everything. Congratulations on your immunity win. Um, I'm not sure why I was tagged, but like, I don't know what's going on. So then Keith and I started talking. Keith is the one who brought up the fact that, um, what was the other tribe's name? I'm sorry. Burgoo. Burgoo. Yeah, he brought up the fact that Burgoo told him that they would pull him in to their, to their tribe alliance and, like, they'll be set. He told me that. Um, obviously, no one else on Burgoo were throwing out any other Burgoo name, so, like, I was picking up on the fact, like, most likely they weren't going to vote for each other this round. And why would they? Because we were such a split tribe that they could easily capitalize on that. But he told me that, and that's basically when I told him, well, then I don't understand why we are just going to let them do that. They only have five people here. Josh got exiled. If we come back together, we have six. And Keith seemed receptive to that. Now, I don't know if he actually was, or if he was just like leading us on as like a final ha-ha fuck you, which if he was, like, that's stupid because all it's going to do is just make us mad at you, and even if you do make it to the end, I'm not going to vote for you. Like, that's going to be my final ha-ha fuck you. So, but I'm just going to assume he was receptive to it because he did, he was, like, talking to Natasha. Um, Nina also seemed receptive, except for the fact that I found out from Dominique right before I left that Nina was the one actually throwing us all under the bus and being like, they're trying to come back together. So Nina wasn't that receptive. And Natasha immediately was just like, I know it's a numbers game, but obviously she doesn't know it's a numbers game because she just wanted revenge. So what are you going to do? But yeah, I mean, I was, I was serious. I would have done it if they would have said, and like so far as they could have said any name, like, if, even if they said Alyssa or Dominique, who I do really like, I would have wrote their name down because it's better than, than me. Like, we can come back together. You don't have to like the people you work with. It's better if you do, but you don't have to. Like, as long as you vote together, you don't have to be best friends. Take it, like, we can go after each other later. It's not like we're, we were going to, like, be the final six. No way. We don't like each other enough to be the final six. But for me, it made sense in that moment to just come back together and assure ourselves to have at least some options next round, whether that be is against each other or together. But they weren't, obviously they weren't open to it and they were just like bullshitting us the whole time. So, you know, not great social play on their part, but if it makes them feel better about themselves that they got one last one over on me, congratulations, you killed the Benji. Not the Benji. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I definitely, I can see the frustration and I can hear in your voice too. Like you said, it's not a, it's not so much a bitterness either. It's just a, like a, it's not even a bitterness or an exasperation. It's just kind of like a, you know, well, you know, I did what I could here. And you make a good point there about the Alliance. I mean, I don't know if you've watched all the seasons of Survivor like I have, but I mean, Burton Roberts of all people said it most pointedly all those years ago in Pearl Islands. You can be worst enemies with someone, but you can be in alliance with them if you have a common interest. And it sounds like that's kind of the pitch you were making here is like, look, I, we don't have to like each other, but just like numbers wise, this is the time to do this right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's 100% it. Like, 
obviously everyone wants to play with their best friends and get their like the people they like to the end and you know blah 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 like that's the perfect world you really like your alliance but um that doesn't necessarily have to be the case like you can very easily work with someone as long as you have like a common enemy like hey it makes sense for us to stick together right now so why aren't we uh obviously it didn't make sense to them and that's that's fine but like i mean i don't know i like i it's hard because i can only go off of what i know and for me it it did make sense like i even went out of my way to apologize to both keith and natasha for for blindsiding them which is something i never do and i hated having to do because like i don't regret blindsiding them and i would do it again in a heartbeat so but i needed to do it to even get them to be receptive to it because they're giant ass babies who want to be coddled so i had to coddle them well, you know, this is why, well, Benji, this is why we do these exit interviews. This is absolutely a tell us how you really feel kind of deal. And uh, you're definitely delivering on that. So, um, you know, it's tough because, you know, emotions come into play. And like you said, you know, you've had games where you've had your your petty moments. But definitely, like, on the surface, I mean, it's it's definitely dangerous to, it's like you said, with Joshua gone, like, you weren't, you weren't proposing, like, a final six with those people. You were just simply saying, hey, you know, even, I mean, I don't even know if that pact would have lasted more than the one round, just based on, let's not mince words, the six of you just did not mesh very well. No, like, and I even, like, Keith even brought up Dominique and Alyssa as, like, girls everyone likes. Like, everyone said good things about them, and I was just like, okay, well, we can take a shot right now. Like, no one has to know who we're voting for, and we can easily get one of them out, which was, in the long run, bad for my game to do, because they were willing to work with me, and Josh really liked them, so I could have been burning that bridge. But in that moment, I was 100% in, like, let me just survive this round. If I can survive this round, then who knows what will happen. But, like, Natasha was just very set on getting her revenge. And that's essentially, if Natasha wasn't going to do it, it wasn't going to happen. Although, I guess now, knowing what Dominique told me, Nina also wasn't going to do it. And I don't know what the fuck game Nina's playing. She just exists. So, like... <laughs> I mean, her skin is so pale and white, it's almost like she's a ghost, right? I literally would think she's eliminated every time I looked at the board. <laughs> like, I would just be like, oh, what happened with Nina? And then I'd realize, oh, no, that's just their picture. <laughs> like... Oh, man. Oh, man, that's good. Um, but I mean, again, I want to say it's really nice to know that you are not uh, you are not short on opinions with this group. And uh, we do have a live round coming up here at the final ten. I don't know if you're like deployed on a flight or not, but if you're not, I'm hoping you're excited to watch what happens um, in the next couple of days. Um, I don't think I'm like. What's funny is I built my whole schedule next month to like kind of try to be around as much as I could in this game. And now it like it doesn't matter. So now I'm doing like flights I normally don't do. And so I'm kind of like, oh, well, okay. But um I think I'm off Wednesday night, so yeah, I'll be I'll be watching it. I usually try to check in as much as possible. Well, yeah, I think that comes also with being a juror. I mean, I think 
at least for me, like even when I'm an early juror, like I try to watch as much as possible because I'm like, I want to make an informed decision at the end, even if I'm, you know, even if I'm an early, early juror, like I don't want to just like show up and throw my vote on like, you know, the first name in the alphabet or something like that. So you know, we definitely yeah. uh, appreciate that. So I still love how you mentioned all these people. You don't know what kind of game these people are playing. So I guess, uh, I guess anyone. I guess you're not going to be surprised by anyone who uh, comes into the jury. But it sounds like the front runners for your vote, if you had to pick right now, would be Dominique, Alyssa, or Joshua. Or am I wrong about that? Um, to win? No, the front runners for my vote to win would be Joan or Sam if they make it. But like, okay, okay. But, but if they don't, yeah, if they don't, it would probably be. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be Josh, Dominique, or Alyssa, because, like, those are who I like out of the Burgu group. Um, not that, like, I hate Ethan, Nick, or Misty. Like, I don't. Like, I don't harbor any, like, ill feelings towards towards them. Like, they didn't owe me anything, you know? Like, right. I mean, I guess you can make an argument for Ethan, because, like, we were aligned on the original tribes, and, like, he did tell me that, like, if my name was out there, he would fight against it, but he also said he wouldn't move mountains, which was, like, then why even tell me this? Like, he could have just been like, oh, I don't want you to go. And that would have been enough. Because that's what Alyssa did. Like, Alyssa just told me she doesn't want me to go. And she doesn't want to vote for me. But she never told me she wouldn't. So, like, I can't look at that and be like, well, you said you wouldn't vote for me. Well, no, she didn't. She never said that. She just said she didn't want to. So it's like, he told me, like, I don't want to vote for you. And I would fight for you. But I'm not going to move mountains. And it's like... Just keep it to yourself, dude. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I generally do vote for the person I like as long as they did play a somewhat decent game. I'm always a person that values social game over strategic games, which I know that's always a debate in the Survivor community. Like, oh, this person played the best game. But I'm a big proponent of Survivor is still a social game. So you can be a strategic master all you want. But if you treat people like shit, you don't deserve to win, like Russell Hans. He made everyone mad. I was about mad. to say, Russell Hans is screaming into the void listening to this. Yeah, because he treated everyone like shit and thought just because he played and dominated the game, he should win. Well, that's not how it works. You have to be liked. So, for me, like, I don't really like Natasha. I don't really like Keith. So I don't want to vote for them in the end. Could I vote for them? Sure. I mean, I voted for fucking Chad and Wego, so it's not like I have to vote for people I really like. Um, love Sam outside of the game, though. So if, Sam, you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but I do like you. <laughs> is that is, um, is Chad Sam Rose or a different Sam? Uh, Sam who uh, hosts Endure. Yeah, Sam that. Loveridge, not, not Rose. Sorry, I was just wondering if it was the same person I was thinking of. Which, yeah. yeah, Sam Loveridge. Um... But yeah, so I'd probably end up voting for like, if by some miracle Sam or Joan make it, I'd probably vote for them. But also, they'd have such a great story. They were minority on the merge boot and then suddenly make the final tribal council. Like, come on. <laughs> right, you gotta think they had to have done something to pull themselves from being on the wrong side of an 8-3 split to the end, right? That's immediately, yeah. you gotta think that too. Like, I there's think... something they did that, to make that happen. It didn't just happen by coincidence. Yeah, I think Josh plays a really great social game. Um, I think I don't think Josh is in the core of his alliance, though. Or uh, not of his alliance, but uh, the core of Burgu. For I, I feel like just from like looking at it, I do think it's like 
Misty, Ethan, and Nick. And then they're trying to pull in Keith and Natasha and Nina. And so it's like, that could be the final six. But I, from talking to like Dominique and Alyssa, I feel like they realize that they're not like in the greatest position. So I'm hoping they do something soon. I basically told Dominique on the way out because she like literally was telling me like, I really want to do something last minute here. And so we were like brainstorming, okay, who can we get? And we were like, okay, well, obviously Sam, Joan and I and Dominique, that's four. We just need two more. Alyssa would probably do it. Um, I did message Alyssa and she was like, yeah, I mean, if it makes sense for me to do it, I would, I would do it. But it doesn't because right now it seems like we only have five, which completely makes sense. Like, obviously, why would you blow up your game and make it a 6-5 vote when you don't need to do that? So, like, Alyssa right. and Dominique didn't owe me anything. I wasn't mad at them. Um, I appreciated them both being like, look, if you can pull in another person, because, like, obviously the, the, the work was on my end. Like, I can't expect them to go to, like, Misty or Ethan or Nick and possibly blow up their spot to be like, hey, we should help them out. So I was trying to do it. But Ethan, was, Ethan didn't show up until, like, an hour and a half before deadline anyway. And then, like, didn't even, like, message me. So I was like, whatever. Misty ignored me until deadline. But to be fair, I only messaged her, like, ten minutes before. So it's not like she ignored me for an hour. I just, for the record, it's not like she was like, I'm not talking to him. Um, and honestly, I just forgot about Nick. <laughs> like, I just forgot oh. that guy existed for a minute. So, <laughs> well, uh, it's funny you say that about both Nick and Nina, but I mean, to their credit, uh, especially Nick. I mean, I, I talked about Nick. This is early on in the game. It looked like, for all it looked like for all intents and purposes, like if you guys lost a second time, which you did, that mm. Nick would leave the game, and Nick is still there now. Oh, yeah. I mean, all credit to them. Like, it's not me saying, oh, they're shit players. They don't deserve to be there. That's not true. I don't buy into that. I'm one of the rare Survivor fans that, that like, it's hard for me to ever say, like, a winner doesn't deserve to win because obviously they won. They got the votes. They did what they needed to do to get the votes. I may not have voted for them. That's the only one. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry, who? Unless it's Benja Bergen. Other than that, yeah, I agree with you. Right, but like, or even Chris Underwood, I, he's actually probably the only one I would be like, didn't deserve to win at all. Zero. No. Um, but like, <laughs> but like, generally speaking, the person who wins Survivor, I'm like, yeah, no, they deserved it. They did. They got the votes. That's fine. I may not have voted for them. I may not like them winning, but that's whatever. So like Nina and Nick are doing what they need to do to survive and that's great and maybe they are playing amazing games i'm just not seeing it because i'm not important to their game which could be entirely true as well but just like from where i'm sitting and like what i've heard people talk about them it doesn't seem like they're getting a ton of respect anyway they're just kind of like there nick does get some credit for being really good at challenges though like people have said that so it's like is he is he actually in like a really really good spot maybe is he playing a really amazing game i don't know because like we don't talk game i do think pretending to be well i don't know if he's pretending to be paranoid but like 
talking to someone who's like clearly on the bottom being like, oh my God, no one's talking about the vote. I'm so nervous. Like, no, you're not. Like, you, you know, like if you have any game awareness at all, you know the only options this vote legitimately are me, Joan, or Sam, unless we can get something going. Like, like you just, you'd have to know that. So either he was just trying to like bullshit me or he has no game awareness at all, which both are not really great options. Neither, neither one of those is exactly optimal there. Um, so yeah. the one person that we haven't really touched on yet, you've mentioned him a few times and I haven't circled back around to it, is uh, the, the Ethan situation. Because early on, it seemed like you two hit it off. Like maybe you weren't BFFs, but like you seem to have trusted Ethan. Um, and it definitely sounds like this merge round, Summer Joe and Ethan, quite a bit more than anyone else. Yeah, I just don't know what he was, like, doing. I mean, lecturing people is never a really good way to go in Survivor anyway, because it's like, bro, I'm not stupid. So, Can you like, tell me how he lectured you? I'm just curious. Sorry to interrupt you. So, like, I mean, I could just be, like, overly emotional about it and, like, sensitive, but, like, basically he was when he asked me what happened on our, on our tribe and like, I explained to him and he was like, well, can you tell me why you did that? Sure. So I told him basically I was looking at it like, like what I told you guys earlier, that those three were a tight three. And if I voted Sam, I would, and we didn't merge or anything, I'd be at the mercy of those three people. And if Joan goes to exile, I could be completely fucked. Um, but he kept being like, Oh, well, you know, Keith, you have to understand why Keith is angry. You have to understand why Keith is upset. And it's like, no, I don't have to fucking understand anything, bro. Like, I don't have to care about Keith. You obviously care about Keith. I don't got to give two shits about Keith. Keith can throw a hissy fit all he wants to. He got, he got blindsided. It's not going to be the first blindside in the game, or it's not going to be the last blindside in the game. So, you know, whatever. But what really annoyed me was when he was telling Sam that Sam should understand why Keith was upset. And Keith voted for Sam. So I'm sorry, why does Sam have to understand anything about Keith's feelings? Like, Keith voted for Sam. Sam owes Keith nothing. And even Sam was like, what the fuck? Like, no. Keith voted for me. And then, like, when Sam pointed that out to Ethan, because Sam was showing me, like, the like copy pasting the, the uh, chat stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess you did what you had to do. Well, no, obviously it was either going to be Sam or Natasha. So I don't know why you're lecturing Sam on like Keith's feelings. Like Keith voted for Sam. I don't know why you're like, he just went really hard for Keith and it was like really weird because it was like him. It was sort of like we're being vilified for just playing the game. And it's like, okay, but Keith was also trying to do a blind side. It's not going to be like Dominique and Alyssa. Like Alyssa said the whole time that she thought that like she thought it was so funny that they're acting like this is going to be the only blind side in the game and we're terrible people for doing it. Because like they went around basically bad mouthing us to everyone. And it was just like, so why am I being lectured on being annoyed about Keith, but no one, but you're not like, taking my feelings into account too like i am also a person who has feelings so 
It's just like really weird how he handled the situation. It was like very much like Keith did no wrong. Keith is 100% right. Keith is allowed to be upset and you have to go apologize to Keith. You have to understand Keith's feelings. You have to be like empathetic. And I'm like, I don't have to be shit. Fuck Keith and fuck Keith's emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That sounds like uh, a, sounds like a lot and it also said you're probably taking him to task for that yeah i mean i don't know i because i do think keith is a very good player i think or not keith ethan i mean keith Ethan isn't keith isn't a bad player too but like ethan i do think is a very good player i just don't think he realizes how he comes across to people and so like even early on in our like in our tribe he threw a little hissy fit over marcus going over nick like Josh got on the next day, was like, Marcus is rubbing me the wrong way. I was like, I was like, no, totally. He hasn't like messaged me either. And then when he does message me, when I try to talk game, he just completely changes the topic. So it's really weird feelings right now. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, so let's just switch to Marcus. We knew, we knew Penner didn't like Marcus. Um, which Penner, I don't know if you're listening, but I just want to say real quick. One of my favorite moments in this entire game was you early on when we were like, oh, we like Marcus, being like, oh, yeah, Marcus is great. Like, I like Marcus. And then as soon as we were like, hey, let's vote Marcus, Penner immediately was like, fuck Marcus. Marcus sucks. And I was like, yes, that is the energy I want in an ally. Like, (laughs) immediately ride or die. Just like, oh, yeah, I like Marcus. Hey, we don't like Marcus anymore. Yeah, fuck that guy. It's like, okay, cool. So like, I just love that. I love Penner. I know I just see him in here, and I just Penner. I just I adored you so much this game. I just want you to know that. Um, oh, you'll get a chance to listen to his interview tonight when you're. I'm putting both of your guys up like simultaneously. So yeah, I just I I adored Penner. He was so fun. But anyway, we switched the vote to to Marcus off of Nick, and then Ethan gets on and it's just like I just don't understand why he's twitching. I think that's stupid and blah blah blah. And it's like. Well, bro, maybe if you were around all day, you could have offered your two cents, but you're not. You don't get on very often. And like, you know, he works. He says he's from Hawaii. I don't know if that's true. Maybe it is. I don't know. But like, I don't expect anyone to be on all day. But like, if you're not on and you're not offering your two cents on anything, you can't be mad that the rest of the tribe wants to switch. Like, you're not around to make those decisions. Penner, me, Josh, Sam. Nick, we were all talking it through, and we were like, yeah, let's do Marcus. It makes sense. He's being sketch. He already wanted to vote Sam, and Sam was like, fuck that guy. So he was already down to vote Marcus. So it's just like little things like that. I don't know if Ethan is aware how it comes across. Um, I think he thinks he's playing a really great calming force game but it kind of comes across a little bit more condescending than he means it means it to so it's just like um but also to be fair just like i guess devil's advocate it is hard to read emotion and cadence and just text so like maybe he isn't coming across that way it could just be how i'm interpreting it but like that's part of that's part of these alias games that's part of you know text-based games like you're basically leaving the interpretation up to how the other person is going to take it. Which is why I use a lot of LOLs and key smashes. People may want to critique those, 
But when you key smash, people generally take it as you're just joking around and having a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, I really appreciate that that insight too into where your mind is on all of this. Um, so we've talked about a lot of heavy stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of it is stuff that you unfortunately, um, you know, we're, we're not always enjoying all your moments here, but you told me uh, in private DM that you had a blast playing this. So I'm glad to hear that. So let's, Let's let's flip the switch a little bit as we get ready to, to round third base and head home here to the end of this interview. Is um, you know you mentioned you had a blast to me. So outside of the negative moments that ended with you getting voted out and all the, the extra baggage and all all of the stuff that you've been dealing with, what were some of the highlights of of, uh, of this experience? What were some things besides Pender being so endearing? Um, anyway, <laughs> were the parts that you really uh, you really are going to remember? Things, small moments, big moments, anything in between a challenge you really liked? Just you know. Say whatever. What were some of the things you really loved about this experience? Because you mentioned to me again that you had a blast. Yeah, so like starting from the beginning, I love the whole tribe interaction with Wu. I thought that was fucking hilarious. He like, was a rookie, by the way. I can confirm that for you. I just like... Yeah, but even rookies have to realize you have to talk to people. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't drag him. Like, it was just like... It was so funny how he like just did not talk to anyone... And then when I found out all he said to people was like word, it just really cracked me up. I just thought that whole interaction with him was funny and like the whole reactions to it from the tribe was funny. And that like that first challenge where he like he could not get that picture was I mean, it sucked that we lost, but it was just kind of like low key a meme. It was just like woo struggling posting a picture. It was just really funny to me. Um, but we've all been there. So like, you know. Um I think meeting, I, like I talked about Pinner, meeting Josh was really fun because immediately like day one we clicked and we called each other twins because um, we just have like a lot of similarities and stuff. Uh, so I adored that guy. Um, can I de-alias people on this podcast or no? I mean, you can, you can always, you, can, you feel free to share your theories. Obviously, as more jurors come in, you will be able to um, you'll you'll find out if you were right or wrong, obviously, as more people come in here. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the highlights for me was Sam. Um, if Sam is who I think they are, we were really close outside of the game, and we've never played a game together before. And we've always talked about like, oh, maybe one day we'll be able to. And so, like, we were growing close in the game anyway. And then as soon as like we got to that point to where, like, both of our guards dropped, and we just started, like, typing to each other, like, how I type to people outside of this game, which is why, because I'm really bad at aliasing. Like, I try for, like, the first day, but as soon as I get comfortable with people, I'm immediately, like, key smashing, doing my, like, yeah, like, doing my, like, please, things like that. Like, I just, I just type a certain way, and that's just how I am. And so immediately when we started doing that, I was like, oh, I think I know who this person is. Thankfully, we were already close, so like I didn't feel like you know weird about weird about it all. Um, but it was really fun getting to play with him because if, like I said, if they are who I think they are, like they're one of my best friends in the community, and I adore them completely. So it was fun getting to work with them. Um, if they aren't who I think they are, hit me up after this and let's be best friends because I fucking love talking to that guy. What a mess of a player, um, which I shouldn't say because like they are decent, but like 
they were chaotic this game, but they were my mess, and I just loved them a whole lot. Uh, getting to know Joan was really fun. Um, I think other people talked about them like sometimes they can be really cold and things. I didn't get that from them. I thought they were really funny. I loved their sarcastic responses and their just like general like annoyance with people always cracked me up. Uh, challenges. Uh, I'm really bad at challenges. So I don't ever really like remember them, but like being drunk during one when they were planning it and then coming back to everything being planned and just the one challenge I probably would have been good at because I'm pretty good at trivia and me just being like, whatever, I'll sit this one out. <laughs> like, Are you talking about that trivia trials? Yeah, because like I'm really like when I played experimental, I got the history trivial trivia one and I was the only one in the cast to get 10 out of 10 correct. <laughs> so I was like, like trivia is my thing. I like trivia. I'm pretty decently good at it. I know a lot about movies. I know enough about TV and like music that I felt like I would have done it. Like even looking at the answers, I was like, oh, that was like the second James Bond. Those are the Charlie's Angels. Like I was like, I can generally just decipher what the questions would have been anyway. But like, whatever. That was, that was oh, winning my uh, um, crypto because I usually suck at cryptos. And like winning that just because I took the extra time to make sure everything was correct was pretty was a highlight too. So I was like, hell yeah, I did that shit. Wingy. Wingy. Um Dude. And then like just my live was really fun. Like this has been one of the only games where like um because like the first season of Void was done on uh um, what's it called? Slack. Slack. Yeah. So it's so like season we, two because I played against you there. Yeah, yeah, season two. So, but the first two seasons were done on Slack. So you don't really have a live, right? Like, I mean, you could make one, and like I did have a little bit of one, but like I didn't really use it that often. Most of it was just on the board for me. Um, right. Good and evil. My live generally wasn't. A lot of people weren't in it. Like, they didn't really talk to me a lot in it so like generally i was more focused on board confessionals but this one i felt like people i guess were like interested in what i had to say and were like willing to like joke around with me and so i used it a lot more and this was like the first live i've had where like i legitimately like felt like i was having fun in the live and not just doing board confessionals all the time which i did anyway because like i try to be a good confessor that's generally something I pride myself on is being like up to date with confessionals and like at least getting one up around. That's like, I try to make a goal for myself to do that. Obviously with my job, I can't always, but I, this game, I think I've made one at least every round, but yeah, I had a blast in my life, like talking to everyone. It was, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. And then like, even my boot round, like it was fine. It was frustrating, but like just talking shit about people sometimes is, so therapeutic like you just kind of like let go and you're just like all right look let me just let it like let it out um and so like seeing you guys laugh at that stuff like made me happy because i'm like oh good they're not they're not taking it as me being a dick they're just like oh he's venting and it's funny so i was like that's cool 
Yeah, I mean, for one thing, I mean, that's one thing that Euro Survivor has always prided itself on since season one is like, uh, I'm sure you noticed, like, I'm sure you noticed with Tim and Sue especially, but me as well, like, we try to very much, even though we're not in the game, we know it's happening in the game, we try very much to really interact with all of you, have a good rapport with all of you. It comes actually from um, my first reality show that I ever watched was not Survivor, it wasn't Big Brother. It was season two of The Mole with Anderson Cooper as the host. And Anderson Cooper had this playful rapport with all of his players. And I've never really seen any other host, even Jeff Probst, like really have that kind of chemistry. And so I've always tried to like, I've always tried to have our hosting staff like be part of that. So I'm really, it means a lot to me that you felt that from us because that's something that we pride ourselves on over here. And again, I'm really glad you had a good time. And especially like we see everything. So we see everyone venting about everyone and we just kind of lean into it and let you guys go um, and you definitely wrote some great confessionals how was that about that i mean you got two out of seven episode titles while you're in the game so can't ask <laughs> much more than that yeah i mean that also really made me happy i was like oh yay yeah, yeah my uh, uh sorry go ahead yeah my raisins won i mean honestly i guess <laughs> you're not a fan of raisins i really don't like raisins I really don't. They're they're like they're fine. They exist, just like Nick. Just like Nick and Nina to you, right? Yeah, I mean more so Nick, but you mentioned about Nina too. Yeah, Nina grilled me at merge. I don't know if I said this, but like I no, made, you didn't. Wait, wait, what's like, this about? Yeah, so we make it to merge and Nina's like, if I didn't go to exile, would I have been a voted voted out? And I was just like, Yeah, hi, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> like <laughs> Like, it was just really weird energy. I was just like, okay. Like, calm down. And, like, I don't know if she would have been voted out. Nina would have offered a whole other dynamic. It's, she was gone for two rounds on Exile. It's like, we don't know where you stand game-wise. And then she comes back in and is like, would I have gone? And then decides to align with Keith and Natasha, who the only person who even said anything about voting out, Nina, was Natasha. So, whatever. Make Sounds it make very sense. much like a why if it isn't the consequences of my own actions kind of gift. Yeah, it's just like, okay, girl, calm down, relax. I don't know. Nina, Nina's a character. I like Nina. I just, I don't understand what Nina is doing. Um, but, you know, if they make it to the end or, like, other people join the jury and, like, they can, like, explain what Nina's done or like Nina can explain what she's done. Like I'm willing to listen to her. Like same with Nick. I'm not writing, I'm not really writing anyone off. Like I could still see myself voting for Natasha and Keith if they make it just cause like I'll be out of the game for so long by that point, it'd be completely different. Whereas like, um, Tim can attest to it. Like, well, no, Tim was in the final tribal council. So Tim cannot attest to it, but like in house on haunted Hill, I got voted out eighth. And I didn't have enough time between then and the end of the game to like just get over my complete and utter annoyance with pain, pain and panic. So I was just like, I'm not voting for them at all. It's between Legolas and Patrick for me. But one of the benefits of going out early jury is generally by the end, you've had enough time away from the game that your annoyances with people are kind of gone. So you can be a little bit more open to everyone's arguments at the end. Um, I would rather not be early juror, but like, at least my vote will be a little bit more open than other people's coming in. Yeah, 
absolutely. That's always it's always a good thing to go into a final tribal like with an open mind. Um, and so many people will write people off just for you know small reasons. So it's a refreshing thing to hear that that's not uh, something that you necessarily uh, in, intend to do. Um, so we're we're getting ready to kind of you know wrap, wrap things up here. But I'm glad you had you know such a good experience. And all of this was great information for us as well because a lot of this you know one of the things that we do with these as you know because you've done these other series is. We kind of we kind of let you go off the cuff and maybe talk about things that weren't necessarily posted in confessionals or lives, just because you know it kind of gets lost in the in the in the shuffle when you're you know playing the game and going through votes. So, um, you know, I'm really really glad that you came here to do this and just to, to enjoy yourself uh, to the point that you did. So, um, I, I, as we get ready to close out here um, at the end of this this podcast, the, the last thing I always tend to ask people is. What song should I use to close out this podcast with when I upload and edit it? What, what's a song you're thinking of? I have one in mind, but it's a really cliche one. You probably know what it is. And uh, I'm not going to take your thunder and pick that one for you. So what song should what song should I play to close out this? Uh, you can pick any song in existence that you know of. Um, I'll pick my favorite song at the moment. Bad Love by Key. Key? Yeah. K E Y. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Key I've never heard Shiny. that. Shiny. Stream Bad Love by Key. Uh, okay. Well, I will find it. I will put it on my Apple Music, and I will put it in. I don't have to know the song to uh, to pick it. But uh, any any final thoughts before we uh, we head out here and you head off into the uh, the Malta Santa to just enjoy uh, your remaining time in Malta? And I mean, technically, in a way, no more stress, just sunsets and blue waters for a while because you don't have to worry about getting voted out for a while now. Yeah, um, hashtag Benji for second chances. We definitely, uh, we definitely would love to have you back at some point. So I'm sure that you will, we will be in touch. Um, I, at this point, I haven't really determined what I'm doing in the future. I do know, though, I do intend to get through a generation two and do like an All Stars two, and I'm going to do what um, Arcana did, which is at the time that All Stars comes around, I'm going to just open it to everyone in generation two, and like even people who are like first boot i'm just gonna make an application and be like i'm gonna pick based <laughs> on the people who applied because in season six as great as it was with 35 people what the hell was i doing casting 35 people thing, but like there were a couple of people who like weren't like super invested and really like couldn't commit to being there and so i don't want my next self to suffer from the same thing so instead of pre-selecting i'm gonna find like i'm gonna let the application pick for itself so you know just drop the application hey, don't know why Thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it.